Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Ifrit. And I'm Sickle, and I'm Newport Sickle and Ifrit. And you're Helen Sickle, reviews. and you're Ifrit, and now this is a I'm, I'm Sickle. I am Legion. I'm Sickle, and I am Sickle and Ifrit. And I am the unhallowed reviewers, and yes, you're right. Yeah, Legion. But we shouldn't Basically. mention Legion because if Legion comes by, you know, you like it's just like annoying because you never, you know, like it's like a party where you invited one person, but then like 15 people come, and you're like, seriously, like I don't have room for this. I don't have the. I have to order more pizza now. Inviting... Well, then it's also like, and then it's also like, you know, when you're trying to have a conversation with somebody, but everybody's talking all at once. Yeah. You know, it's, it's also like that. Yeah. So it's pretty annoying. Lesson from hell: Don't invite Legion to your parties because it's just yes. Like, yeah, it gets old quick. Gets old quick. All right, so tis the season to be festivaling, I guess, because there's so many film festivals happening. I mean, we did our last podcast on Wave One Atelier Horror Fest, our favorite horror festival. Um, so we're, uh, but there's also two other ones happening right now. One's not so horror oriented, and then one that's very specifically horror oriented. Uh, Fantastic Fest is doing a, um, was it? It's called like a tribute to Fantastic Fest. What was it called? Uh, can't remember. Um, basically, though, they're doing a Fantastic Fest kind of thing on Alamo On Demand. So if you have Alamo On Demand and you want to watch some movies that are it's celebrating Fantastic Fest is what it's called. Uh, they're showing some stuff that would have played at Fantastic Fest had it happened, and Alamo On Demand is the digital platform to do it. Go to Alamo On Demand. You can RSVP for these movies for free. The majority of them are free. And uh, watch them. We're going to be covering as many as we can, uh, so keep an eye out on our site for any reviews um, that are coming out there. Alternatively, that's not the right word. I'm sorry. And Fantastic Fest is happening from uh, the 24th of September to the 1st of October. Uh, so, you know, make sure you get those RSVPs in quick because those movies do sell out online, meaning there's, they sell a certain amount of tickets and then it's done. Uh, or you RSVP a certain amount and it's done. Uh, the next thing we want to cover real quick is, since it is the season of festivals, there's a brand new uh, festival that's happening between the 8th and the 11th called Nightstream. This one is a pretty intense horror festival, it looks like. It's got tons of shorts. Badge prices and stuff, we'll put a link to in the um, podcast description, but you can basically just type in Nightstream Film Festival and figure out it all out. But the two things that are pretty notable is that the movie lineup's really great. They're showing Run, that movie with that lady I can never remember who's in that um, a ratchet, ratchet show and American Horror Story uh, about the kind of, like, girl who's told she's got a disease in her house and then she figures out she's not doesn't have a disease and needs to get out. And then Mandible, which is the guy who directed Rubber, and it's a movie about two guys that try to make a giant fly do tricks, as, as I think what we talked about before. Yes, yeah, they, like, find this giant fly, and then they find out that it has, like, a dog's level of intelligence, so they try to teach it tricks to get money, I guess. So, that'll be goofy. Mm-hmm. Because so, all of his movies are crazy wacky. Yeah, and so if you're interested in that and you know could do something for Fantastic Celebrating Fantastic Fest and don't want to do Telluride online, uh, then Nightstream. That's like one every week, so you know pick your week, I guess. Um, and also like the new Haunting of Blind Manor is coming out on the ninth. It's like it's just nuts. It's just a nuts month. Welcome to October, everybody. Not yet, but close. So we're gonna dive into some trailers. Uh, and for once on this podcast, I have put a bunch of trailers on here. Ifrit, Ifrit has done research. Now you will all bow to nothing, because they're probably all bad movies. But the first movie that's on this trailer list is called Tailgate. Thoughts about Tailgate, Sickle? Um, the trailer 
it seems like a really long PSA. Like, you know those PSAs that go way over the top? And they're like, like don't do weed because <laughs> your parents could lose their head. Or the like, stealing movies one. You wouldn't rob a cop. Like, why would yeah, you rob yeah. a movie? It's like, uh, yeah. what? You wouldn't burn down a natural history museum. So why would you steal a movie online? Like, it just like the over the top. That's what this feels like. It's like this guy that's got some road rage with his family in the car. And he's like tailgating somebody. And then it, apparently the tailgater is like a an exterminator i guess and he's gonna spray him with bug stuff i don't know it's it's got to be one of the least terrifying like villain costumes I've ever impromptu seen. right like this guy's like just gets so frustrated somebody's tailgating and then he like dresses up in his like exterminator outfit but like again i don't really know but these movies like this is a genre and i you know i said we'll talk about alone in a little bit because we watched alone from telluride uh horror fest like pre preemptive showing and I feel like these, like, kind of road rage dramas aren't new. A, they're not new. Because Joyride is, like, the definitive one, right? Like, not definitive, but that's the one I started with. For me, that's the definitive one. You know, Paul Walker, Stephen uh, Zahn, and I can't remember the lady. It's not Jessica Alba, is it? From which one? From Joyride. The one with, like, the guys, like, Candy uh, Cane. I, I don't remember. Yeah, it's a great movie. You should remember. But that's, like, <laughs> my original, like, kind of, like, it's not even road rage one. It's just people messing with people on the road. But, like, this whole road rage thing, just, I don't know. Does it need to be done? I guess we'll find out. Don't make movies that are PSAs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the next one we have on here is a movie called The Death of Me. Uh, it looks kind of cool from my perspective because of the premise, which is, like, a dude finds him and his wife are on vacation. They get really drunk one night and wake up with a bunch of random movies on their camcorder or phone or whatever. And one of them is of him killing his wife. And they're like, what? She's still alive. How did this happen? And that's kind of like the, where you, the whole movie, right? The, not, not the whole movie, but the movie is exploring that. And I don't know. It looked kind of cool because, A, that's a premise that I think is interesting because it may be time travel or something. And, B, it was set in, I don't want to be racist, but, like, you know, the Asian-centric countries. Like, I don't know if it was Indonesia or somewhere else, but it was set in, like, very, like, uh, Asian island culture and... That kind of mythos is really cool to explore, I think. Because it does look yeah. like there's some magic happening. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's some weird stuff if, like, there's, you know, they're saying her death before it happens. But, I don't know, I feel like this has been done before the, um, like, I, my husband's gonna kill me, but he doesn't think he's going to, and why is this happening? Mm -hmm. And then there's always the scenario. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, not the exact same thing, but, like, Minority Report, you know. But this one's like a horror, spooky, magic, supernatural version, and that's more interesting to me than sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, I guess it just doesn't feel, like, terribly original to me, and I've seen similar movies, and not enough action ends up happening. Like, there's not enough to actually keep you involved, because it, it's, it's very tricky, it's very tricky to give the ending of a movie and still retain the interest of the viewer when they know where it's going. And... So, like, when we know that that's the end result, and we're talking horror, so the chances are that end result is going to happen, you have to try, you have to be able to really pull it off to be able to keep everybody's attention when they know the, you know, what the ends justify the means, and, like, you, you like are the means going to be good enough? Like, mm -hmm. that's, I, I feel like that's the, the, that's the kicker. And a lot of movies that try to pull this off don't succeed. In yeah, my opinion. That's but. fair. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I just feel like maybe there's uh, going to be something interesting because it's Supernatural this time, so we'll see. Uh, the next thing we got on here is called Synchronic. It's a movie that's done by the two guys that I can never remember the name of, but you're going to know right off the top of your head. Aaron Moorhead is the is one of them. I always forget the other guy's name. All right, talk about this trailer for a second to let everybody know what's going on. Yes, okay, so the two directors, um, they're famous for these super low-budget, like, horror dramas. I don't know what else to call them, but, like, they're horror indie dramas. And, like, the three are Resolution, Spring, and The Endless are, like, the three main ones that they're known for. Um, and they've grown a rather massive cult following um, in the indie and horror, um, like, circles. And uh, they finally have this movie that's coming out that has a pretty decent budget to it and, like, some good actors in it. Um, like, it's got uh, uh, Anthony Mackie in it, uh, who you will... Most people will know as uh, Falcon from uh, the Avengers movies, um, and uh, so like the, it's it's about the these two guys that are like first responders um, that uh, are, I think they're uh, uh, police officers, and they find a they uh, find like or like you know, they come across this uh, crime scene and um, there is like this really weird stuff going on and there's like this drug that people are taking that's yeah, like messing say, with the reality. A big part, right? Like. Yeah, the like trailer. there's this drug that they're taking and somehow Anthony Mackie gets involved with this drug and he decides to test it out to see what it's about. And it like kind of like trips up time and reality. Um, and so it's got this kind of like, it's the side of Lovecraft that isn't Cthulhu. Yeah, um, right. Where it's, it's like it's, the, the psychological like insanity side that they, people don't explore enough in, in that kind of mythos. Be, because it's hard. And, yep. I, and like I don't blame people for not wanting to do it because I'm I'm sure it's like it's more it's it's scarier than it, it trying to solve that puzzle on a on a cinematic scale is scarier than the content itself. Mm -hmm. Like I understand why people don't want to do it. So I'm I'm but I think if anybody can do it, it's these guys. So I I think it's it's going to be good. I'm excited yeah. for it. It looks great, and uh, yeah, those guys are they make some of my most favorite movies from festivals so i'm i'm definitely ready yep all right so the next one we have on here is the trailer for the haunting of blind manor so that's just the sequel to the haunting of hill house um i'm ready i mean i like as long as they don't stray too far away from the original stuff while still adding new things i know that just sounds impossible but like the kind of cool part about that original series was there's so much stuff to find it while you're watching it, and the story was really good. Like, Mike Flanagan created something that was really interesting with that series. Uh, and I know he's not directing all of the episodes this time, and I don't know if he directed all of them the first time, but he was involved in it pretty heavily. I think he's still involved in it pretty heavily, but we'll see what happens. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes, and it's a perfect season for that, because that show's pretty creepy. Yeah, I'm really excited for the second season. I think that it's got um, a lot of potential. I, I feel like, uh, I mean, it seems what it's doing is that it's kind of going the American Horror Story route, where it kind of carries over a lot of the same actors and actresses, but it's a brand new haunting, it's a brand new story. I think uh, that's what's happening. Ifrit, Ifrit and I are not convinced whether, or we are we can't um, agree on whether or not these actors are are playing the same characters or not. I was under the impression they are not. He is under the impression that they are. We'll see. I didn't I guess. say that. I was just saying that I think they could pull it in so where they were. And the IMDb casting says that they're not in every episode. That's where my yeah. logic came from. 
for yeah, the which viewers is, at home. Which is fair. You've put more investigation <laughs> into it than I have. But, but yeah, I, I think we're both excited I, for it still. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is like, I, I guess the one thing I'm a little nervous about, though, is I'm afraid that they're going to turn this thing into, like, the Where's Waldo of horror shows where like the show becomes more about like catching the little things in the background than it is about the actual plot like the first one that was a secondary thing it was a secondary thing like it wasn't like that the first season had a really great story a really great writing and acting and then like you find out later that there are these ghosts like haunting around in the background and you're like oh that's why i feel so uneasy watching this and now i feel like people are going to be going into the second season going like oh did you see that one in the background oh did you see that one and you're not gonna be paying attention to what anybody's doing and it may still be fun but it's it's going to turn it more into a gimmick than anything else. But we'll see. It could. I mean, I still Not want that them to is. do that. It could. But, like, yeah. it could. So, fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. All right, the next one we got on here is called Books of Blood. It's a Clive Barker joint. Uh, actually, he's directing <laughs> it. It's, he either wrote it or is directing it. But it looks pretty cool. It kind of looks like what he wrote it for sure. wanted out of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yes. Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure it's going to be some kind of an anthology route thing, because that's, yeah, I, I know he wrote it, because it was something that he wrote either before, right after, I don't know, it was around um, Hellraiser. Okay. Um, and so that, yeah, that it should be, yeah, that, it's definitely coming from his piece pieces, but I don't know, it, I would hope that it's like an anthology type thing, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. It looks crazy. Mm-hmm. Check out the trailer, it's it really like hard to explain what's happening, but you should check out the trailer, because it's really good, and we're both really excited for it. Yeah. Next one here is a series from Hulu. So that last one is going to be on Hulu, and this is also going to be on Hulu. It's called Hellstrom. Hellstrom, not Storm. Storm or Sturm. Um, but basically, the trailer makes it seem like it's demons meets superpowers, kind of. like It looks like there's like a little bureau that tries to find crazy stuff that's happening, and their family's involved. It just kind of looks like one of those... like superhero drama shows but with demons giving people powers and magic and stuff instead of just like you know it's like a justice league dark i guess kind of as a comparison but yeah and so it has the potential of being a more like a darker uh supernatural or a terrible like you know vampire diaries i don't know yeah like a crappy version it could of vampire definitely diaries, so. veer off there pretty quick yeah, so I I think it has a lot of potential, but it has it has a very high ceiling and a very low floor. We'll put it that way. And the one thing I think about I dislike about Hulu is that like if I don't like something, I still have to sit through the commercials, and that's like if you don't pay enough, and that bothers me about Hulu. So stuff on Hulu's got to be good enough that like I'm willing to sit through commercials. So get your shit together, Hulu. <laughs> uh, the next one we got on here is called The Call. This is a movie that I don't think Sickle is, and honestly, me aren't super duper excited about. I just was excited when the trailer showed the the kind of level of intense um violent scenes that are in it and i thought it could be pretty interesting to see uh, tobin bell as a like supporting kind of role where he's not like actively killing people based on the trailer he's like just kind of passively killing people i guess that's like saw so maybe i'm an idiot i don't know and then you got lynn shea in it um yeah. from the insidious franchise that everybody loves and she's doing um, some pretty gruesome ghost stuff in that too so that looks cool yeah, it, it it looks. I I don't know. I'm afraid it's too over the. T- I mean, not over the top in the sense that I want all that stuff that you're talking about. Like, but like over the top, like to the point where it's not. Yeah. It's too goofy. The um, concept I thought was kind of interesting was the the whole premise for the movie is that she's like buried with a phone and you there like he gets these she he gets the people that like were directly responsible for her killing herself 
to be in the will, and they have to call her phone in the grave, which I thought was totally like a scary story to tell in the dark or like no sleep kind of thing. I thought that premise was really cool. And so like that could, I don't think it's going to be done very well, but I like that premise a lot. Yeah. The last one is the, yeah. The last one's the one I'm most excited about, I think, because I I just saw the trailer for this for the first time today, and it's been out for a while. But it's called Freaky. It's that one with Vince Vaughn, where the the, the high school girl and Vince Vaughn switch bodies when he kills her, and he's like a Jason Voorhees kind of character, but like more more sentient. He's more like a I don't know the best way to say it, but he's a serial killer, and he kills her and switches bodies with her, and it's like Freaky Friday uh, meets, meets Chucky meets Chucky kind of yeah. I was going to say Friday the 13th, but yeah, this is the same stuff. So, like, it's Slasher meets Freaky Friday, right? And, I don't know, Vince Vaughn in it was great. Um, the comedy looks amazing. The kills look really good. Uh, I'm just... And it's done by the same people who do Happy Death Day, so... Yeah, I was going to say, I was, I was like, we got to mention that part, because yeah. it, it gives you that exact same kind of vibe. Yep. So, and if you like that... if you movies like that, I think those are going to push out the, um, the, like, John... Uh, oh, my God, James Wan movies for me. Because, like... I get. I like James Wan. They, they're all scary, but this one's trying to be like horror and comedy, and I think just that's where my wheelhouse is. You know. I do like it. Um, I'm not sure if I'm I'm quite as quite as excited about this one as you are. I, there's a vibe I get from it that it doesn't quite resonate with me in the way that Happy Death Day did. So. And, and, like, in like you said, like, the premise is a little bit too close to, like, Freaky Friday, and Freaky Friday is a very, like, that's cheesy, really cheesy humor, and I don't know, I don't know, it's hard for me to explain it, but I just can't quite, I'm not quite there, and I feel like the, I feel like the, um, the guy, or woman in a guy's body, like, yeah, that it's like whole the, the trope movie with has the, been, Don, with Robert Schneider, what's that guy's name? Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. That movie with him in it where he switches bodies with the hot chick. I the chick that, yeah, and then they're, well, and then, like, both of the, um, both of the Jumanji movies oh, yeah. do it. And, like, and, and, like, so it's, like, a trope that's been done a lot before. And so, like, I just hope that a lot of the humor isn't that. Like, the, the funnier part is the, or, like, the more interesting part is the other side of it. Yeah, like, that's kind of where I was being... at, too. Like, she's now, he's now in her body and she's, like, primed to kill all these these new people she couldn't get to before you couldn't get to before yeah so that that part of it i think is interesting there's an interesting element there that they could do and it, they clearly do pursue that but i feel like there's going to be all these gags of like oh vince vaughn's acting like a girl and so like part of it's that you you're seeing this actor that you know and he's acting like a girl and like that's supposed to be the funny part and it's like well that's not I don't know. It's cheap. It's cheap humor to me. And so I'm hoping uh, I'm that a lot of it isn't that. Stephen King and be excited on this one. I feel like you're overanalyzing a trailer again, like you do sometimes. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm overanalyzing what you just said to me. Oh, well, there we go. Let's move on to reviews right. then. So we got about 10 minutes or so left. We're going to talk about some reviews that we've had in our backlog for a while. So these aren't new movies, uh, not all of them. So just, you know, enjoy. And if you don't like reviews, then thanks for listening. Um, the first thing we're going to view is actually not a movie. It's a video game that came out called Carrion. That's basically like the thing. Yeah, that's it. It's basically like the meets, thing. Meets Metroid. Yeah, sorry. It's a Metroidvania-style game, so Metroid, but it's like themed like thing. The thing. Yes. So you have this giant like biomass, and you go around like murdering people to increase your biomass, and you're trying to like take over this entire underground jungle base. And it's pretty violent and cool and awesome. So if you have a Switch or a PC or anything like that, it's on there and it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I was really excited for this for a really long time. It's a little bit... Uh, Ifrit and I have talked about this before. It's a little bit more um, puzzly than I would have liked, but I'm still, I am mean, still I still really enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it's really one fun. of those things where like it's even good to support just so more of these kind of games get made, even if this one's not perfect. Because uh, I feel like the horror wheelhouse for video games right now is very, uh, very samey. You have like the multiplayer serial killer versus survivor games. And then you have, like, the one-person, like, Until Dawn-style games, which are good. Like, I love those ones, especially Until Dawn and Man of Medan. Man of Medine. Um, those are great games, but uh, this, is, this is a nice change. It's a nice change of pace. Yeah, I agree. The style of it is, is awesome. It's, um, yeah, I, lo I love the style of it. I love that, like, the, like, attention to detail it, it has towards mm -hmm. the horror genre and, like, the thing and everything is really impressive. So I, I, de I definitely love it and don't regret getting it at all. Um, so hopefully more like stuff like that will come out. you say that emphatically. Oh, I really, I regret I it. I don't regret also. getting it at all. I don't, okay? I don't. <laughs> all right, let's move into some movies. So we did watch Alone, uh, I think a week or two ago now, maybe a week ago. Uh, Alone was the first movie from Telluride Horror Fest that was testing the Eventide system. Um, it was a movie about a road rage incident gone wrong. Uh, into the fact that a girl gets, like, kidnapped and uh, is about to, you know, kidnapped and then escapes and then has to survive in the wilderness against her kidnapper. Um, first first thoughts is that I feel like it was very not, it was not new. Like, it's not novel, it's not new. I didn't really think it did anything different. And I kind of wish it would have just stayed on the road the whole time instead of veered into, like, kidnapper territory and survival horror that way, that traditional survival horror. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I, I do agree with the um, the lack of originality for the overall plot. It doesn't really break away from like the the usual like serial killer uh, kidnaps person person tries to escape serial killer like that. It doesn't break away that from that mold very well. Um, I do think that it had a lot of really well done shots mm -hmm. um, and that I. I, her hiding I in the forest when she's it. talking at him was a really good one. Like, I thought her what? hiding in the water while he's like yelling at her to try to find where she's at. I thought that was that a good scene thing. is great. I thought one of the first scenes when she's sitting at that she's sitting on that park bench or whatever, and there's two people around her. Yeah. And they leave when he pulls up. Like, it, it, even though it's all secondary, like that felt like a very real situation. Mm -hmm. Like, you're you're you, you're comfortable because you're not alone, and then you're suddenly alone. Like, at the and drop of a hat, happen. out yeah. of entirely situational, like, it, it wasn't that those people abandoned her, it's just that she just, they just drove off and went their own ways, and it's not that she knew them, it, it wasn't, but they make you feel safe because they're this presence of people that are normal people. Yeah. And so, like, that scene was so well done and was so real, and she's on the phone with somebody, too. And so, like, she has people, and then suddenly they're gone. Yeah at the worst possible time. And so, like, there was a lot of, like, that I really liked about it. I, there were a lot of elements like of it that I thought were really well done. I feel like those scenes were far between. Like, like, that scene was great because it checked off guns, a bunch of stuff, too, and you, like, basically saw it, so you know it's going to come in later. But you don't know it's going to come in later, so it's, like, a subtle, more subtle version. And, I mean, honestly, I agree with you. A lot of that movie was shot really well. I, I didn't do anything novel, but I also was going to counterpoint my own myself because I feel like some in some cases, and not the case of what we were talking about earlier with tailgate and dumb stuff like that, but 
alone serves a purpose in putting a new movie inside of a genre as a genre film. Like, it's a, I would say it's almost a pretty definitive genre film. Like, I, I would suggest people to watch that if I was trying to think of, like, a good survival horror movie, honestly. Uh, because I think it does a lot well. But it's just not new. Yeah, it just doesn't break the mold. But, yeah. like, I, I feel like the the uh, the villain, the antagonist, is crazy creepy. Yeah. They did a good job of making him look like your everyday... Like, what you picture when you picture a mm-hmm. serial killer rapist. And like, that's what you picture. And frustrated that you don't get enough information on the killer, like, you know that it was done well. And that's the most controversial part for me, because like, I want to know why this dude's doing this. Because he seems like such a normal dude. And you're like... Is it just that he snapped? Like, what's going on? And those questions that piss me off in the, the watching of the movie also make me enjoy it later. And it causes discussion. Like, this movie made us talk, which, even if it's bad, like Bavarium, it still made us talk. So how bad is it? Yeah, So it's true. All right, well, Alone, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Uh, I don't think you can get it on Telluride anymore, but you might be able to find it somewhere because streaming is a thing nowadays and lots of things come out randomly. So, uh, so when you watch Antebellum, I did not watch this yet, so uh, I don't mind if you spoil, so go for it. Let's talk about this movie, because I keep seeing trailers and it makes me not want to watch it very much. So, Okay, I'm going to spoil the crap out of it, because my biggest complaint wait, wait. for this movie... Spoilers are happening for Antebellum right now, so if you are going to watch yes. it, because it's still streaming, yes. check out now. Uh, sorry if we are driving you away, but this is going to be a new spoiler, so... you know. Yeah, because it, but it's just that the biggest complaint I have for this movie ruins the whole movie, so... Um, I, I, but I, I just, I have to dive into it. I even did this in the article. I don't usually do spoilers in my article. I noticed but it was I a longer article too. Yes. All so right, so we got five I, minutes. We're going to talk about this the rest of the podcast. So, okay. So I do want to start with saying that Antebellum objectively, if I'm looking at it, if I was pretending to be a film student and I was watching this movie, I feel like it did so many things really, really well. I feel like the last time I saw a movie where it did this many, like, you know, just check off the boxes of, like, is the acting good? Yes. Is the writing good? Yes. Is the um, cinematography good? Yes. Is the score good? Yes. Like, the last time I felt that way about a movie was Daniel Isn't Real, where I'm like, everything is cohesively moving together and created a good movie experience. And Antebellum... Yes. And Antebellum did that, like... The, I loved the score, and I thought it was perfect with the cinematography, and there were, like, some of these really great drawn-out shots. Like, one of the first shots, like, pans through this, like, Civil War time plantation, and everybody's doing something, but the camera's panning through this, like, long plantation shot, and it, it's just really well done because you're like, man, every actor had to be in place at just the right time to make this work. And, like, like I don't know. It was just panoramic pictures you try to get where, like, you try to make it everybody in it and like running around the picture and it never works out. Like this is what they did and they did it well. <laughs> yeah, but they actually pulled it off. Exactly. And, and, and I, I don't know. I, there was so much about it that I loved for whatever reason in contradiction to that, it really had a hard time, like retaining my interest to some extent. And it, it, it the overall interest was there. But there were parts of this where I was just like, man, this is kind of dragging a little bit. And I don't know why I feel that way. It just kind of is. And, like, I've been guessing at it ever since for why I felt that way. And I feel like part of it is because they kind of jump back and forth between these two, like, settings. um, And, like, these point, you know, quote-unquote points in time. And, like, they keep cutting back and forth between them. The premise of the movie is that, like, she's, like, a famous black woman in america and then because of that some kind of group finds her and sends her 
I'm going to air quote, back in time to be a slave is kind of what I got from the trailer, right? Like, is it vaguely correct at all? That is. Okay. So That's the you basic actually, premise for like, those who haven't seen it or are still listening and don't care about spoilers. So I'm surprised that you're able to glean that from the trailer because I wasn't trailer, able to glean that. Not the what? older trailers. There was like a new trailer I saw or maybe it was an ad on TV that I saw for it and I was like, oh, I finally get this now. But you're right, the trailers leading up to the release of this were terribly made, I think. Oh, I have a worse... I, I like, okay, I, I just have very strong feelings about that. So, it, that, so yes, that's what the movie's about, and, like, it's just got a really good, like, it's got a really good build and everything, but, like, these two settings that it has, like, it's clearly trying to leave you in the dark. And I don't, like, for me, that's a very, like, tr- slippery slope, like... If yeah. you're gonna leave me in the dark, I want it to be a good proper progression instead of just leaving me into the dark, leaving me in the dark to leave me in the dark. Like it, you're being ambiguous just so you can keep your your big twist. Uh, Christopher to Nolan, yeah, got it. <laughs> and uh, like I just don't, I don't like that sometimes, and I didn't like it in this case. And I feel like part of it was that I feel like they lingered too long in each setting, like. That like it feels like it was almost in thirds. Like the first third is in the plantation, the second third is in the regular setting, and then the third third is like back in the. And I like I feel like it would have maybe done better to have been jumping back and forth a little bit more, and it would have been able to retain your interest because like if you've seen the trailer, you're like, well, I know this isn't all of it. Like we're sitting in this plantation, I know this isn't all of it. So like, when are we gonna move on mm-hmm. and have all the quit having these ambiguous conversations so- between? characters where i'm like where they're clearly talking vaguely to one another and it's like why are you talking vaguely you wouldn't be doing this if there wasn't an audience watching like yeah, it was right. bothering it's not real so yeah. what what happens at the end of this movie like what's the payout like okay so this is the so you the have, payout this is why i hate describe it. this payout this is what i hated about it so i you for some reason i guess didn't pick up on this from the trailer like i did but part of the reason that i wanted to see this because it had this like sci-fi element to it where it seems like they're actually taking them back in time. The dead giveaway to that, for me, was the scene where you see one of the characters look up into the sky in Civil War times, and they see a plane fly over, and it, like, skips out of reality and then comes back. Yeah, I kind of thought that that was maybe just, like, a like a sci-fi thing, but not time travel. Okay, but it's still a sci-fi thing, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, that doesn't happen in the movie. They edited uh, that shot. Oh, terrible. Yes, they edited that shot to make the plane skip. And when it, in the movie, the plane doesn't skip. And as soon as that happened, I was like, bullcrap, you it's not lied. Even sci-fi. They just they just have a plantation in the real world. <laughs> yes, that's exactly You know what it was? It was the village. That's what it was. Uh like reverse village. Okay. Yes, they made us they like so it's this like plantation that's in the woods behind a civil war reenactment place. That's what it is. And, like, that's, it's not that that isn't necessarily interesting. It wasn't that that wasn't interesting. It's that the trailer just bowled out, like, just straight out lies to you. And I, that infuriated me. Yeah, that's it's me like, too. I think we're in the same boat there. That's really shitty that they did that. Um, yep. That kind of makes me not want to watch it, even though it's probably yeah. good. I'll wait till it's free, um, because that's really frustrating. I hate when, 
that happens, and it probably happens more than I give credit for, uh, but it does, and that's a shitty thing for a movie producer editing team to do, and uh, that makes me really frustrated, and I think we have to end the cast because of that, because I'm just going to talk shit the rest of this time if we don't. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fair. All right, that's so fair. thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, have fun with the festivals in October. And this isn't October yet, but, you know, it's close enough that we can call it. So happy October, everybody, the favorite time of the year of this podcast. Oh, and yeah. uh, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we appreciate you. Thanks. Catch you next time.